0: Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich, working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits. And with me today is Christine Seiko from the XYO network, Network. their ICO is going on right now. And we're going to talk about surveillance and human rights issues. Now before we do so, and, and how that interplays with XYO network, before we do so, I want to let you know this is not financial advice. Do your own due diligence. Don't invest any more than you can afford to lose. This is a sponsored video. And um, all I'm doing in this video and all my other videos is sharing with you what I'm learning, what I'm discovering as I bumble along on the blockchain. All right. Christine, thank you so much for making yourself available for um, for this interview. No problem. I do appreciate it. And let me give a little bit of background to the viewers. So this is in a way, a kind of unusual conversation for me. So I interviewed Johnny Kosolins, Kolasinski, who's the head of media about XYO Network, and it got a grounding in it. And uh, XYO Network is an ICO being launched by an already existing company called XY Findables. And you do these little fobs, which are tracking devices to help people find their keys. And now you're doing an ICO in order to... Um, fund the development and production and use of these tracking devices that can be used, as stickers, Uh on packages, so that manufactured goods can be tracked. Uh So, you know, if General Motors orders some parts from Mexico, some auto parts, they will know where those parts are all over the place, you know, as as they go through their journey, so they're not going to get lost and um, the information is going to be on the decentralized block, on a a blockchain, Uh decentralized, yeah? So that's one of the uses, and one of the concerns that I had in the conversation with Johnny is about the whole aspect of surveillance, right? right? And uh, I went back to your colleague, Kerry, uh, who's been really, really great and helpful, and I said, look, I have these concerns, let's have a conversation, and, and then she said, okay, well Christine will speak to you about that. And I thought, great, right? Really great, right? And be- before I introduce you, I'm I'm still doing my introduction, Christine, right? If you just to bear with me, right? I just ah! <laughs> I just want to go through the team. Because one of the things that struck me about the team is how uh, how women are overrepresented in this in this company relative to the cryptosphere. And I find it really refreshing. Now, for those of you who are new to my channel, you may not know this. My background is in child protection social work. I spent nine years dealing with um, working with families where the children were at risk of really severe abuse, and that included removing those children and having them placed with other family members or fostered or even adopted in certain instances. And one of the biggest factors in the UK why children come into the care of children's services is because of domestic abuse. where are usually a guy, not always, but usually a guy is uh, abusing in some way or restricting the liberty or beating up on the mother of the children, uh-huh. um, which just messes up kids, messes up kids. So I had that concern with regards to XYO Network. We're going to talk about that. But as I was going through the team, so here we are, we have Christine Seiko, head of analytics There's Johnny who I interviewed the other day. Then we have uh, Jordan Trow, Customer Experience Manager. We have um, Marianne Cummings, Client Support Manager. Maria Corneo, Retail Management Supervisor. Vicky Knapp, Senior Accounting Manager. Patrick Turpin, definitely not a woman, with that (laughs) rich beard. You can tell him I said that. Kerry (coughs) Cookrell, Head of Public Relations. Uh, Owen Shen. Elena uh, Yelena Boscovich, the, and I think part of it is because you are an established company. So there's more women involved in this ICO company than I've seen in most ICO companies. Uh-huh. So, um, so listen, so anyway, so that's the background to this conversation. And um, what's been really great about carrying XYO Network, I said to them, look, I want to ask you some really, diff- what I think are really difficult questions about surveillance, about human rights issues, and they were just completely open about it. Kerry was completely open about it, and Christine's been completely open about it. So um, here we go. So Christine, do you, do you just want to say a little bit about yourself and um, your involvement with XYO Network, and, and then we'll mm-hmm. go into the surve- surveillance and human rights issues?
1: Sure thing. Um, well, I, as you see there on the screen, I have a bathroom, background in mathematics. Yeah. Um, I'm originally from. Bloomington, Minnesota, and I moved up here about six years ago, um, and then I started working at XY uh, before XYO was a thing in January. I think it was January third of last year, and ever since then, I always joke that I probably have gotten about seven years of work done in about a year. Wow. Um, <laughs> there's a, I mean, it's been it's been kind of a crazy year, obviously, um, but yeah, just. Mainly working on the X Y Findables project uh, with our product sales and all of that, Um, and then slowly, sort of delving into this new blockchain endeavor of X Y O. Very quickly at the end of last year is when we sort of became established, and then now um, I've always sort of been involved in the analytics and like the KPIs for the sales for the other um, for the product consumer facing business, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, sort of transitioning into the same type of role that is a lot more exciting <laughs> for the blockchain stuff. So it's been very it's been very fun.
0: Very good, very good. And then did mm-hmm. you just I, I did say a little bit about how XYO.network works and their ICO mm-hmm. has started right now and I'm gonna have the details up on the screen. Um, as
1: of yesterday, yes as of yesterday been, okay. I have got no sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I have some I have some really good news. And then some less good news. Or it's all bad news, however you decide to, to relate to it, right? It's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad, right? And it ain't going to get any better. So from my experience of talking to lots and lots of CEOs and teams during the ICO, ICO periods are incredibly busy. Incredibly busy. And after the ICO is over, it doesn't get any less busy because then you got to deliver. <laughs> You could yeah. get used to no sleep for, for Yeah. I don't know how many months to come.
1: I think my average is like four to five hours anyway, so I'm a, I'm pretty okay. Okay. That's I work I work off of that.
0: Okay, well very good. Well XYO.network are uh, doing an ICO to raise funds to develop a new or an improved version of what you already do, which uses GPS. And you're gonna um have these tracking devices that are gonna be used to track Uh, products, but also to verify, like, proof of location, was something at a certain point when it said it was going to be there or it was meant to be there, were two people having a meeting when they said they could be there, when they said they were going to be there, that sort of stuff, yeah? And it's all decentralized on the blockchain. Now, uh, one of the concerns might be that if, if, sorry, anything you want to add to that that I've missed out? Um, Yeah,
1: I think one of the um, misunderstandings that there are a lot of other businesses that try to aim to do the same thing is that we're not confined to GPS. Um, One of the cool parts about the whole like bridging blockchain to the real world um, is being able to use services and um, network devices that aren't tied to a specific thing like needing Wi-Fi or needing GPS capability. Right. Um, so, for example, our first product, our uh, XY uh, Bluetooth beacon that we have, mm-hmm. is something that, yes, has to be tethered to, like, the app on your phone, but you don't have to necessarily have, like, GPS enabled. Um, the, the whole idea behind, and also being able to partner with other businesses that may not have to be confined to a specific network connectivity, is to be able to make anything that we partner with, any, any business's product, potentially a part of the network, and so we're not confined to these um, specific devices that, that need a certain type of connection to a certain type of application, um,
0: right.
1: to sort of broaden broaden the network and, and allow it to be able to have a wider range of, a wider range of devices, but then also, obviously, giving it more precise data in yep. the end.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and just on the it, how, how that kind of works, I understand it, is if we if we take a just using Amazon as an example, and there, there's huh? there's a van delivering a whole bunch of Amazon packages all over the place, and each of those packages has got a little um, X Y O device on it, transmitter. Mm-hmm. Each of the transmitters also acts as as a receiver, and can <coughs> tell can tell send <coughs> information that gets stored on the blockchain about where every other devices. Mm-hmm. So, 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 you get this... Because mesh. of the
1: historical, yeah, the historical logging of all of that information,
0: Correct. Yeah, so you, so you get a meh, mesh of information about mm-hmm. location, where all these different devices are, these different packages are, which helps with tracking and can save a lot of money. Okay, thank you. Now, um, oh. by, by the way, I just want to point out this. When I'm not saying that Amazon have any sort of agreement with XYO <laughs> Network, all right? <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Definitely.
0: All right. Then the, the, then the other concern I had is, is what about tracking people? Mm-hmm. Supposing, supposing you take a guy who's uh, inc- incredibly jealous of his partner, doesn't want her out of her sight or anything, and then he, he puts one of these devices in her, in her bag or a coat or something and off she goes out and he's able to track where she is. And then if, when she comes back, he wants a report from her. And if, he, if what she says doesn't match what he's looked up, she's gonna be in trouble. Now I say this from my background and experience as a child protection social worker, that that, You know that this is a whole new way that abusive partners can dominate and intimidate their their women. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to that?
1: Well, I I know that uh, I've addressed before that, that, I mean, that is a problem, that could be a problem, regardless of any sort of technology that we would be implementing, right? Like you could have a GPS device. There are many out there. We're not the only ones Um, where you could, potentially try to track another human. And I addressed also the fact that, A, obviously it's an illegal thing to do. You can't really track other humans without very specific legal contingencies. But as far as, like, the moral standards of legalities, if someone's doing something and engaging in abusive activity, that's obviously not something they're concerned about. They're not really scared that they're breaking the law by trying to track this person that they're already hurting um, in an illegal manner. Um, but I would say that as far as the way that the ne- obviously it is in no intent of a network to enable any sort of activity that is malicious against any sort of, um, other human or puts anyone in danger by mm-hmm. any means. And, and in that right, I would say that we aim to do the complete opposite and try to prevent those situations and try to make sure that the the implementations of the network are for, you know, if anything, you know, abuse prevention or being able, to, I, I, I think that it's fair to, to say that there's a fine line when you're saying like, well, I can track these people because they're the ones that are being bad versus I want to track these people for the abusers, you know? Um, so by saying like you can, by making that binary, like you can track the bad, but not track the good, yeah. obviously gets a little bit messy because, you know, how, at what point can you tell what's doing which? Yeah. so I think that um, going back to your original question the, the the way that the network would have to be able to prevent against those types of things and the way that it could best prevent against those types of things would be the insurance of what someone is allowed to be reported back as far as you know when you're when you're trying to track another human's, location and and you know their path and where they go and you know what places they visit I think that trying to make sure that if someone is trying to find out that specific information I feel like that's only necessary in certain cases like if I want to know every single place that someone has been Mm. why would you why would you want to know that like in in how many instances where if you were doing that for good reasons would that be useful versus how many reasons, if you were doing it for malicious reasons, would that be useful? And I think that the latter case is far, far outweighs the former. And so mm-hmm. I think to be able for our network to detect that someone someone's intent is to, you know, utilize the network to, you know, track a specific type of behavior, mm-hmm. I think that that can be, I feel like that can be easily detected when someone is, involved in doing something malicious versus doing something good or banal, for example.
0: Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Well, Christine, that's really got me thinking what you're saying, right? Your answer. Uh-huh. And because I started thinking about tech, about technology in general. So listen uh-huh. to you, I'm thinking knives. Knives uh-huh. are meant to chop fruit and vegetables, <laughs> right? Cut, cut uh-huh. A kitchen knife is used to cut up food, right? But people will use kitchen knives to do harm to other people yes we're not necessarily going to harm harm bad knives right uh-huh. <laughs> okay so so I get, I get what you're saying about it can be used for good and also for bad because that's also the case with mobile phones mobile phones uh-huh. you know when i was growing up we didn't i didn't have a mobile phone there was no risk. i didn't
1: either <laughs> no
0: there, there was no risk that I, that i was going to be sent inappropriate images when i was 13 years old or right. that i was going to be sending inappropriate images right now i know that goes on with teen- with kids nowadays uh-huh. and and then the flip side of it there's all kinds of uses that we use mobile phones for uh-huh. and then and the, okay except, except, and then there's all the surveillance i live in a, i think britain has more cctv cam- cameras than any country in the world per head of population uh-huh. so we're tracked all over the place and I know we're also tracked through our mobile phone, right? Uh-huh. Now, okay. So there's a, there's always that risk. Now there's a flip side that occurred to me as well, which is where um, sometimes what hap- how the law works in the United Kingdom is if if the if a if a woman and usually a, it's usually a woman, not always, but usually a woman who's being uh, abused by the by the father or the, by the man. Social services and the police tell the guy, okay, you've got to get out. Get a court order, he's got to go out, the women and the children stay. And then there's a court order that prevents the guy going back to the house and having, you know, putting the woman at risk unless there's some sort of supervision there or, you know, it's some neutral ground. So one of the ways that this could work is by letting the police and children's services know when the woman or the children may be at risk. Yeah, and that could also work, for, say, for political prisoners, because they could then use the device voluntarily to let, uh, I don't know, human rights activists, to let other agencies know, hey, look, you know, I'm in a repressive regime here, I want Mm -hmm. you to know where I'm going.
1: Right, right. I go missing, all of a sudden,
0: you know, that's you know right, something. That's right. That's right. that's right. And also, also for your parents, Christine. Where's Christine? <laughs> I don't
1: think they care at this point. <laughs> right. They just know I might be breathing somewhere.
0: That's right. But that's all they need to know, okay?
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. So, all right. All right. Well, look, are there any other uh, use cases in where not just um, – human not just like goods and services and stuff, but human beings. So one is where parents can use it for children, knowing where their children are. Mm-hmm. Right? Um yes. and any other issues?
1: Um I think I mean issues if, if you mean like by a negative way, I'm not sure.
0: Negative, positive.
1: As and you're speaking specifically use, of like use case tracking tracking the location yeah. versus monitoring other heuristics for, like, weather or temperature or things like that, specifically location.
0: Now, tell me about weather. How can it be used for weather?
1: Well, let's say, for example, that we partner with some sort of company that can gather data that isn't specifically location-reliant, Yeah. that can, let's say, be able to monitor the temperature, you know, like Nest, for example, they know, like the temperature in a home or something like that. Um, There's that, or like, let's say being able to detect, like if something's wet, you know, in an environment if something is not supposed to get wet and will blow up or something. Um, I think that there, and, you know, obviously the breadth of the network would have to get very large and be able to partner with these types of, um, these companies. But if there are devices that we partner with that can, gather information other than just location information yeah. i very much expect that that type of data can be also saved to the blockchain and be queried for whatever reason necessary um i mean lots of lots of things like that for example like you have up there the medical care and hospitals uh use case yeah. um one thing we mentioned in that one is that you know perchance per you can monitor you know the volume of a fluid in an IV bag or something like that or you know how many like uh, to monitor dosages of different types of uh, medicines and things like that so I I think that you know on the broader scale of everything um, the whole idea of being able to have this network of different devices uh, that can just gather like uh, just a huge pool of information and then have that information be able to be queried later is a huge huge innovation that like I don't know like obviously I I believe I truly believe when we say this a lot that the use cases are infinite because I really believe that they are Um, you know there sometimes like I'll sit around the office and like you know I'm I'm, like knees deep and like writing these use cases and trying to like refine how like what's actually possible and and, you know, am I being too, like, out there and saying, like, oh, well, we'll be able to fly to the moon or whatever and then check, you know, whatever. But sometimes someone will bring something up and someone will come up with an idea of, like, a different use case. And it'll just kind of be mind-blowing. Like, you'll be like, oh, my God, like, we could do that. That's crazy. Right, um, right, right.
0: Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's gathering information all over mm-hmm. the place. Yeah, I'm just thinking about, say, for example, along, driving along the motorway. That mm-hmm. You could have cars that voluntarily have this device, mm-hmm. and then it'd be possible to track their movements and the mm-hmm. speed at which they're going. So you're exactly. getting aggregated information about traffic mm-hmm. flow, mm-hmm. which would be incredibly useful for the car manufacturers, for urban planners. Mm-hmm. For, uh, I
1: think in in that. Ah, uh, piggybacking off of what you're saying, one of the the biggest things that I think we foresee the network to be a part of is not just like, you know, we're talking about Amazon and we're talking about hospitals and stuff like that. That's all stuff that we know, right? Yeah. But we also know that we're sort of on the cusp of this like automated smart city world that we could possibly live in. You know, you know Google talks about like automating all of the traffic because all of the cars will be self-driving. Something like the XYO network, being able to, like, what you just said is monitor the speed and the proximity of cars with, in relation to each other is, it is imperative that some sort of location verifying network is utilized to prevent any sort of danger. Yeah. Or, um, you know, and it, because when, when, when people think about things that they, they normally have control of, all of a sudden having to relinquish that control to a robot, it freaks people out. Yeah. Like, it freaks me out. I know that for yeah, a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Being, able, being able to trust a system to ensure your own safety, you know, and the safety of your family and the people you love is is huge. And because we know, like I said, that we're sort of on this cusp of, of having things that once seemed impossible, seem very possible now is... Having a peace of mind around that our future is something that I think our the XYO network has the potential to solve many many potential issues that that come along with the in inevitable evolution of where our our world is going
0: wow i i I'm, I'm just I, that's amazing i'm just thinking that there's you know if you just said to me. 20, 30 years ago, that we'd be able to do what we're doing now over the internet. Me and in the oh, UK, you in California, sharing a screen together, having this conversation. Are you kidding? You, right, right. So, so, so <laughs> I can no get reason. a sense that there's so much more that could get developed out of this this technology that mm-hmm. you, that is way beyond our thinking.
1: Exactly. Stuff that we, have, we can't even conceptualize because... It's, it's like maybe some people can, but not, you know, the everyday, I will consider myself to be an everyday human. (laughs) There are things that I haven't even thought of that very well could be a thing tomorrow, you know?
0: Right. I just thought of something else. So my son likes going to the stables on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he can shovel horse manure. He's 13. He can shovel horse manure in exchange for free horse riding lessons. Right?
1: <laughs> that is, the dream. <laughs> that is like the dream. I'm quitting right now. And doing that.
0: <laughs> but you could have these tracking devices mm-hmm. on the horses in the field so yeah. you'd know where they were in relationship mm-hmm. to the other horses as well but that mm-hmm. would also be really great for um, animal studies. Yes. Because yeah. it because you'd know, like you know, the farmer would know where, where his or her sheep are. <laughs>
1: it's just in, it's very basically inventory trafficking for actual like farm for farming.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where are the sheep? Which field are they in? <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing when One nobody's eaten. watching? One got eaten. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's
1: crazy that you just brought that up because someone actually emailed us yesterday saying that they, because they, I guess they own some sort of like horse surveillance company, which I did not know was a thing, but they have it. And they emailed us, and they were like, hey, would you would you like to partner with us? So I think that that's funny that you just mentioned that. But also, um, I also was talking to some colleagues about, a couple of weeks ago, about a similar, um, it's actually not a similar implementation, but I was thinking, and it, it was like one of those aha moments that I was talking about, mm-hmm. we were talking about, um, races and you know like a football game for example so the minnesota vikings almost went to the super bowl this year okay, <laughs> I was very okay. ecstatic about, it. and then we lost in a terrible terrible way um <laughs> did not make it right. but you know we we're so like i'm not into sports whatsoever but it, like for like a week i was very into sports <laughs> and i was thinking about you know how they have to you know like a flag is thrown and all of a sudden they have to do a like a replay and try to figure out if someone touched a line before another person touched the line or someone touched someone's head Mm -hmm. at some point. But like even like precision in, in, in being able to, or like a car race, for example, you know, instead of having to view this really slow-mo or like a still shot of like maybe the nose of the car passed past a different one to figure out where the place was. If you had location verifying devices to just confirm like absolutely who crossed the finish line at what time. That's all, that's all you really, you don't have to rely on human eyes to interpret, you know, some sort of image or something like that. It's being able to.
0: For the Olympics.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where where, where things come down to like a very, very, like the detail in having to verify, you know, location and time. Yeah. are absolutely imperative and you know there have been scandals you know based of judges and all of that type of thing i mean things will always be subjective for example like figure skating like if someone you know that's not yeah. as as um applicable there but a lot of sports have to do with timing and races and, yeah. and things like that. um but yeah i thought of that and i was like holy crap
0: <laughs> wow that's quite something mm-hmm. else okay okay there, there are loads there are we it could be used i i don't know how strong the signal is how you'd gather the information but who knows what would be possible say to track uh, rhinos and their movements yes. across mm-hmm. across the savanna
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that that would help now here's the problem with that that would also that could also help the poachers yes it could but then the rangers would know where the poachers are they'd know, know where the rhinos are, right?
1: tracking everything.
0: right. They'd know where the rhinos are. Everybody would know where the rhinos
1: are. basically bait at that point. <laughs> that's
0: right. Well, everybody would know where the rhinos are.
1: It's one of those things that, I mean, I think one of the most important parts about this is like, if this, if all information is public, any sort of malicious behavior is automatically accountable and becomes liable because you. Everyone has access to this data. Like, like you just said, you know, if someone's doing something to do something bad, all of a sudden they can be tracked. Yeah. By the, you know, they can. They're. They basically exposing themselves at that point, which is yeah. not something that that they probably want to happen.
0: That's right. And even if they're not tracked, because the rangers will know where the rhinos are,
1: so right. the rhinos it's won't be. It's the redundancy of, of verification.
0: Yeah, 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 and then, uh, yes, yes, very good, very good. Okay, A- any other use cases that we haven't covered? Oh, I said that rental car agencies?
1: Oh, yeah, use we actually, it? actually uh, so it's funny because when people see that, they automatically think, oh, the, the rental car agencies need to know where their cars are. That's not actually... Where the problem is, the, the large one of the largest um, revenue losses that rental car agencies have is when the <laughs> it's kind of funny actually. It's when the cars actually return, yep. but the keys don't stay at the rental car agency, and then the person who rented the car takes them, to God knows where, right? Right. Back to their- and so they end up spending money having to replace the keys of the car to be able to move it. Yes, and so um, and so being able—it's not—it's not tracking the car. It's actually being able to track the location of the keys and knowing that if it leaves the proximity of the rental car um, facility, that there's an alert. And they're like, "Hey, wait! Don't leave yet. You have this still. Like, we need to get that from you in order to not lose money on this."
0: Wow, and and the money is quite considerable. too. I mean, I think we
1: oh those fobs, those fobs, especially these days, can cost upwards of like a thousand dollars.
0: Wow! Yeah, 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 and then and then how the token works is they they'd have the the little device stuck on the key, and then use the X Y O token to access the decentralized information database and find mm-hmm. out well where is that key because that's going to save us a thousand dollars plus plus all the time. That's mm-hmm. just the thousand dollars is for the replacing replacing the key, but what about the time?
1: You exactly, know? all of the support and like the. Yes, the uh the cost to the company for the having to pay people to do the do something that you never would think that a rental car agency would have to deal with but it's actually a very very large problem.
0: Yes. And then the other thing here it says airline luggage logistics. So of course lost luggage, but I think also theft.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Because I could yeah. put
0: something in my in my in my baggage which mm-hmm. which I value and then have a little sticky on that, mm-hmm. and then if somebody takes it, well, I don't know, I can discover where that is. Mm-hmm. Ah, very good. No, insurance agency.
1: <clears throat> the insurance agency, um, I don't know at what capacity I'm allowed to talk about this because it's it's the current implementation and partnership that we have with an existing company, Yeah. but the, the, the thought is that they're are many, many high-valued goods that people need to track. For example, really expensive cars, or any cars, right? My bicycle! Um, My bicycle, Christine! My my bicycle got stolen (laughs) from my balcony the month after I got one of my new ones. Someone's climbed up my gutter and took my (laughs) bike. They
0: took it down the gutter!
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the gutter is, like, bent still from, like, where they were scaling it. I can't believe this happened.
0: If they did that, they deserve the bicycle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should have given them a prize at the end. Um, besides the Uh but but there are there are um, very very high valued items that insurance agencies to help you know make sure that they the claims that are made for losses. It's it's not it's not for the consumer's sake or. For being like, I want to make sure that my. Let's say you have like a diamond ring or something. Yeah. It's not that they want to ensure that it's there. It's for the insurance agency that's covering that to make sure that there's no fraud in yeah. someone claiming that something was stolen when it really is still in their home.
0: Yes. 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 Wow.
1: That's something that's yeah. It's it's these it's these things that we think about. Like we were talking about before. It's like you think of yourself. As a consumer of these products, you think of the use cases that are applicable to you, but it's really hard to put yourself in the shoes of, let's say, you know, the insurance agency like I just talked about, where it's a completely opposite side of the coin, but those are actually probably the more lucrative, and they stand to lose more than an individual stands to lose from a single diamond being stolen, you know?
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. And then you got national security agencies.
1: That, um... Specifically, and if you look at the document, it speaks about it, but that is specific to talking about the TSA yeah. um, and the firearms that have to be on the with the air marshals, yeah. uh, having to make sure that those are accounted for and get placed back safely where they belong with the with the UD plane or the air marshal D planes. Okay. Um, Because that is obviously a very, very huge safety concern. But
0: but it wouldn't just be for air marshals, that would be for any organization that has any valuable equipment that gets loaned out or used by employees, want to make Mm -hmm. sure it gets returned. Returned,
1: yep.
0: With a little bit like like the keys. This is amazing. Drone package delivery systems, yes, we have covered delivery systems to make sure Mm -hmm. it gets to where it needs to get to on time. High value diamond and rare stones.
1: Another thing too, um, the on time, uh, the the e commerce delivery use case has more implications than just confirmation of delivery, uh, because and something we talk about there has to do with payment upon delivery and being able to confirm that because you know a package can get delivered to your doorstep yep. and then someone can steal it, yep. right? Yeah, um, and you don't want to pay for that, and there's no way for the for Amazon to know if it was actually stolen. Yeah, uh, so it, it's more uh, to protect on the side of the consumer in that case um, to not have to pay for something that they never truly got.
0: Great. So. Okay, now tell me about the gaming. How does the gaming work?
1: Um, I believe that that there are certain uh, games that. Like, there's a specific term for it that I, it's escaping me right now, but it's the like Pokemon Go, for example, where you need to nice. like see it, it, it. It's like the it's uh, uh, what is it? Augmented reality. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. The augmented reality where where you're in a specific spatial environment and the game has to recognize like where you are in relation to other things, and then it creates this world based on where you actually are in, in the physical world. And the example there would be to be able to map out sort of like where you are, and for the system to be able to read and, and send back data that makes the experience optimal and also safe for the user, as far as like what what where the where the user is at the time that they're playing the game.
0: Yeah.
1: So the thought in that would be that the app itself would be the device that that confirms the location.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is it's, it's really, some, amazing. Yeah,
1: I have I have to edit that document though, but it, it's, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna go on the website soon. Great.
0: Well, we've actually got. I think we've covered quite a few industrial use cases, mm-hmm. and that you know you you said that there's so there's only so much you can say about insurance agencies because you're already in conversation. But the insurance sector is massive, absolutely oh, massive, and it could also do for if there's a car crash. Yes, because because the insurance company would be able to determine by the proof of location protocol how where oh. the car was travelling at what time it you know there was the collision took place when it stopped, and that could be really exactly. really valuable for determining, um. The you know the, the cause of the crash and the insurance claim and who's liable, and then I also thought for emergency vehicles,
1: uh-huh.
0: if if fire engines if had those devices over time we'd be able to collect enough data to say okay what are the best routes yes how effective yeah, how effective is the fire service being in getting to where it needs to get to in time? depending on what
1: time of day or whatever yeah,
0: yeah 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 and the same with the ambulance service and you know the other emergency service and stuff oh wow wow christine listen to and things.
1: also also abuse of that where a police officers and just trying to go get a donut really quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. We could have a we could have a, tra- be a It wouldn't be on the person. It might be on on the on the nightstick, right? Yeah. <laughs> the police officer, and then it'll be on the donut stand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this nightstick exactly. ate this donut at this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can Im- you can imply whatever you
0: want. You can gather what you want from that
1: information. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's
0: right. That's right. Oh, Christine, this has been an absolute delight. Listen, thank you so much. It really opened yeah. my eyes up to, because there's many, many more use cases for XYO, oh, okay. uh, the XYO network. So let me just say, yeah. remind everybody that, you know, if you, if this is something that you're interested in, do look through the additional documents, read the white paper, satisfy yourself. Because you are going to be throwing your hard-earned ETH. Now, I can see that this does have industrial uh, industrial use cases. It is being launched by an existing company. But, you know, check it, check it out for yourself. There's uh, 59 days and 13 hours and 31 minutes and 33 seconds and counting at the time of recording. This will that's, go how much,
1: that's how much longer I'm going to be awake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. What you should do is invest in this ICO, if only to make sure Christine doesn't get any sleep, right? And we'll, we'll have a device, say, on your glasses and one on your bed to see if the two ever meet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no, she's asleep. And we'll another one underneath the desk. That's where she is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank, thank, you so much, and to everybody else, thank you so much for um, watching and listening. If you uh, found this useful, hit the like button. If you found it useless, hit the dislike button. And I would like a donation from each and every single one of you, and that donation is a comment. Please donate comments to this video. You can donate a thumb, you know, a, a like or a dislike as well. And what I cover in on my channel, one of the things I cover a lot are good quality ICOs, ICOs that have a real-use business case, You know, often being set up by existing successful companies, and you just imagine if you'd invested in Ethereum, if I'd invested in Ethereum during the ICO, Christine, if you'd have bought Ethereum during the ICO, <laughs> life would look very, yeah. very different, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so, Christine, thank you so much, and for everybody else, thank oh, yeah. you so much for watching and listening. And whatever you do, keep filling your pockets with crypto profits. This is Crypto Rich signing out. All the best. Bye bye.